Where do you begin with creativity? How do you push through failure? Where do you draw your inspiration from? When all the odds are against you, how do you keep going? How do you market your product? These are the questions I asked Steve from Not Another Cooking Show. It's a rising YouTube series where Steve walks us through really interesting recipes, but in a way that's approachable, in a way that even persons that are not familiar with cooking, that are not comfortable with cooking, they can take a crack at it and see some sort of success. He does it in a very unique way, in a stylistic way, and even the audio is catchy and it's fun. What you're about to hear is a 90-minute uncut interview where I got a chance, I was lucky enough to sit down with Steve and really discuss some of his methodologies, some of his personal beliefs and morals, and also talk about football. We cover a bunch of things, so I encourage you all to listen to the entire episode. And as always, make sure you let us know what you think in the comments of our podcast, of course. Share the podcast if you really enjoyed it, and leave a rating if you really, really enjoyed it. Again, this is Steve from Not Another Cooking Show. What's going on everyone? Gadget here and I'm here. This is a special video. It's a longer video, but believe me, you want to watch the entire thing. If you're a creative, if you're trying to get off the ground, if you're struggling with confidence, whatever it may be, wherever you are in your life, you need to watch this video. I'm here with Steve from Not Another Cooking Show. What's up? We're going to talk about content creation. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about branding. We're going to talk about football and the Giants and how the Eagles are so much better than the Giants. Um, but first, we're going to grab a bite. We're going to grab some food to yeah, eat, man. and we'll be right back. We talked about the transference okay. of energy into, into cuisine, right? How, how do you explain that to someone that doesn't, doesn't understand, like if they can't comprehend that idea, what do you mean by that? I, I, I look at it as like if you're wondering why like your mom or your grandma's food tastes better yeah. than every time you try to make that recipe, right. then like to me that's, it, it all lays somewhere there. Yeah. Like it's, if you're not going to do something good if you don't have the energy behind it. Right, right, right. Um, like you said, the difference between a recipe and cooking almost in a way, right? It's right. Like, I can surely tell you if you followed a recipe and asked me to make that same thing without a recipe, yeah. like, I would put more... And, and, and if you were the type of person to just follow a recipe, I know I'll make that dish better. Right. Doesn't, right. doesn't matter if the recipe was James Beard or whatever, like, yeah. I will put more of myself into it. Mm. And... That will, will just somehow. I don't have an answer to why that makes it better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it's just attention, right? right? It's just like feeling it, looking at, using your senses. Like yeah, all yeah. of these things are what makes cooking cooking. Yeah, it's yeah. what makes video production video production or yeah. editing editing. Yeah, yeah. It's what feels right. Right. And and what smells right or that sound it makes. Yeah. Um, those are the things you need to be following in yeah. cooking, not the rest. Yeah. Um, like those things, when you know how to hear what they're trying to tell you, mm -hmm. um, that is where the magic of cooking happens. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's cooking or whether it's your video production, making content, whatever it is, we all we all go through failures. Like we fail, 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 fail. What's your advice for people to get through that? Because for me, I look at failures in the same way that kind of Gary Vee talks about. It's just like a notch in the belt. Like, oh yeah, cool, I failed. Cool, I failed more times than you. That's like a win. For me, yeah. 
So what, is that same the same theory? You <clears throat> oh have, yeah. Or? I mean, I struggle. I have struggled with that, and you know, I still struggle with that from time to time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as somebody who like tells himself that you're good at what you do, but you also suck. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's I, one of the things that's helped me a lot is <clears throat> I wake up and I like. There's a lot of great people in the world who have been through these things. Yeah. And finding finding those people and hearing their stories and knowing that like whatever you're going through other people have gone through the same thing and that like the idea that if you fall that you failed mm. is wrong right mm. like, if you fall and you fail and then you don't try again and you don't pick yourself up mm. then you actually fail yeah. yeah but like i've fallen on my face so many times in the last 10 years yeah i've made out the an outrageous number of mistakes yeah. um you know things that have cost me a lot yeah but i decided i know what i want in my life yeah. and i'm just not going to settle for anything other than that. and i say wow because it's something that i i tell people is that no matter what problem you're facing right now there is somebody throughout history that has faced if not the exact same thing pretty damn close to the same thing yeah. and they got through it yeah so the answer is there and if you can like find that person whether it's a mentor or a YouTube inspirational video yeah. where it's somebody that you know is speaking from a, a real experience that they have authenticity and you know they made it yeah um, that to me went a long way in picking me up when I fall right, right. and um, you find comfort in the fact that in those sort of rough times in your life yeah. like it's a challenge that's yeah. your challenge that's yeah. your cross the bear right and you have to get past it like, yeah if there is just, there's just no other option yeah. yeah unless completely accepting failure yeah and you know at that point you're either one or two people right right sure everyone people would come up to me and say when i when i would cook for them you eat like a five-star restaurant every night yeah but it's like that that's my my treat to myself right right like, uh this is the end of my day I want to settle down. I want to enjoy myself. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. food is the, the the avenue in which I do that. Yeah. So when I make something simple, but I'm, I'm they say it's five star because I make it look nice. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I think about plating. Yeah. And it's just these little things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, man, I'm talking about chicken cutlets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roasting broccoli. Yeah. Making rice. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's not. This isn't crazy stuff. Right. Right. But people still have this barrier to like it's not brain surgery it's, it's not rocket science in any way to use I, any metaphor i feel strongly that cooking should be a basic human skill yeah not unlike driving learning how to read learning how to brush your teeth mm. like, this is something we all need to know mm. even on even on a very low level like mm. if you can make yourself five things really well the way that you love to eat it then that's a, that's progress yeah yeah you know and and it gives you a, like control. Like if you were in a survival situation and you were the one who knew how to cook, yeah, like yeah. you be, you instantly rise in that yeah. group of people yeah. to be the most important person. Yeah. It's funny you mention that, and that's kind of what motivates me, selfish or unselfish, is that I love being the one that brings people together because I know the benefit of having people together. Yeah, and food brings people together. So my house is like the de facto hub of all our friends. Right. For all the and events. Where where do they congregate in your house? 
it's in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Like it's it's a living room which is like open space kitchen. Like that's that's the hub. centerpiece of the of yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And and again, it is so taken for granted. Yeah. And maybe now it's it, there's a bit of a uh, a renaissance, I guess yeah, you'd yeah, say. Yeah. But I still think there's a disconnect between. Um, you know, it's like it's like when I started video editing. Right. I knew what I wanted. Yeah. But technically, I couldn't yeah. achieve it. Right, right, right. Right? And that's where I feel like most people are in food. Like, so where do you begin? And I'll use the video eat. editing thing because that's maybe a little bit more alien than cooking was to you. And it, it might resonate with people watching this video that where do you begin this process? You just do. Like, I was doing photography and video was becoming a big thing, right? right. So I was like, I want to start doing video. Yeah, it's yeah. something I could charge more for. It could be good for my business. Yeah. And so I was like, what do I do? So I had a friend over, I took out my camera, and I shot a one and a half minute clip. Yeah. Moving around, different angles, whatnot, mm. just of who was in my apartment. Yeah. And then I decided to take that one clip mm. and see if I can make a short video from just that one clip. Right, right. And so I, I went online, I found a song I liked, I took the clip, I edited it, I moved things around, I reversed clips, I played with speed, and I was like, that's how you do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, it, as soon as I did it, it made sense. Right, right. So, and, and even and with the you, show, when I When you I didn't thought, know how to do something, what did you do? And when you, because I, I, I get what you're saying, where it's just like, just get over that barrier, that mental barrier, and start doing it. When you find out like, okay, I don't know how to do this, what's the first thing you do? YouTube it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I everything I know. It was almost a rhetorical question, but I wanted to get you to say it because of your video. Like the stuff that you're doing is amazing, well-produced stuff, and I think it's important for people to know. Like we all start somewhere. And that's the thing. I, I was I would say that I struggled to find mentors. Mm, okay. um, I felt like I was alone, looking. No one in my life really um, could give me the advice I needed for what I wanted to what you wanted to achieve. So goal. I had to find that through other people that I didn't know. Who are these mentors or influences to you? Uh, for me, it's like I find inspiration in everything. Like I watch, I watch a lot of TV and yeah. movies and, yeah. and like how a commercial runs or a movie is shot. Like mm. all of those things play a huge impact on me. Yeah. Um, uh, watching YouTubers who put a uh, an emphasis on the video making process. Like yeah. People who are doing things that like blow me away. Yeah. Um, just like even these YouTubers, these the, some of the top guys, uh, like Jesse Wellens right. does this one thing in his videos where he like holds something up as like a green screen and mm. like things zoom in and out of it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that is such a cool style. Yeah. And like, I like the creativity of coming up with that is like mind boggling. Yeah. Um, and so like, I, I'll look at those people and like most notably like I'll look at people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Casey Neistat as like real mentors. Right, right. Um, people in food who were real mentors. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I study them. Mm, mm, um, mm. I learn as much as I can. And mm. like as somebody who's teaching and has this mindset to be a credible force, like I also try and remind people like I don't know shit yeah like I as much as I know I don't know shit yeah and I'm still learning yeah. like I'm going into a whole phase where barbecue is I'm very new at and I'm yeah. very 
like naive and open-minded to it, but yeah. like I'm taking that yeah. step. Like I, I'm applying my culinary knowledge to it, mm -hmm. but the act of like how to actually do this well, yeah. I'm relying on other people, other right. YouTubers I'm reaching out to, I'm having conversations with, and I'm, I'm trying to learn. So like, I, I almost want that to be an influence on people. Like as much as I know, I know, yeah. I know I know nothing. And, and now like there's a responsibility for me to explore it through for myself and for the people who are following me on a deeper level yeah and to really dive in if if people like the the depth that i go into then to me that says there needs to be more right right and so like it just seems like the opportunities are endless yeah, um, yeah. It, it excites me on like a really uh profound level to think about the opportunities here whether yeah, it's yeah. um you know doing something outside of the cooking show yeah. that explores producers of food like yeah. and not just in a way that tv does yeah, yeah. like do it in a real way yeah. and um a, a uniquely youtube way yeah um well, people feel like they can actually talk to you they can actually talk to me and like if i grow and i have struggle like i'll find a way to kind of try and make it easier yeah. or I'll carve out time to dedicate to just trying to cover yeah. talking because like at the end of the day like I get a lot of pleasure from these interactions. Yeah, yeah. You know, some guy made, sent me two of his two books that he owns. He wrote me a note yeah. and he made me two bookmarks for those books with my face and wow. my show. And like no one's ever done that for yeah. me. Yeah. And you know that he, that package came on a day I felt very low. Yeah. And so like these people who I don't know and who most people who aren't in this world might say are, you know, superficial, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, meaningless interactions. Yeah, yeah. I can, I know they're not. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I can feel that these people are saying meaningful things to me. Yeah. And I somehow have a meaningful impact on them. And that's real. And that's like sure. something that is truly soul satisfying. Yeah, yeah. And for me, like when I was starting out, I only started off this year in January put out that video and, and I went into it. I just want to make each video better than the last. And I'm going to make sure to talk to every single person that talks back or like engages. So I go on right, I post a video. And the first video I posted was back in April. And you were one of the first ones where he came up and I was looking for feedback, like tell me what I can do to make this better. I said, remember, I, I was I was watching your videos recently and I was remembering, I was like, how did I find him? Because I remember I told him like, work on your background. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> exactly what you said. Yeah. So you're like, work on the background. And I'm like, and this is the thing I, and people struggle with is like, okay, how can I make the background that I want and get the finances for that? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the background out for a couple of videos. I'm going to go on location. I'm going to do other kinds of screencasts and that kind of stuff. And meanwhile, I was like drawing, okay, what would I want in my background? I want to have colored lights. I want to have a TV on the wall. I want this. I'm not rich. So it's like, let me take the four or five months and put it together. And then I made that video, like just came out and I put it there a little bit and I'm like, I've been hinting at it. But that, that like that whole process, like I didn't consider until you provided that insight. Yeah. And for me, I was grateful. And it might sound counterintuitive like, oh, what, you're grateful that somebody told you to go spend hundreds of dollars? No, no to get that level of insight from a viewer to say, hey, I like what you're doing, keep doing it, and I think that this could take it up a notch. And when you're constantly looking to take it up a notch, one after the next, it is so valuable. Yeah, and, and I, I, yesterday I was, uh, a friend of mine, his name's Justin, his channel is Babyback Maniac. Babyback Maniac, okay. He is this like lovable guy, yeah. and he also is really like, kind of has an eye for 
video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and he, you know, he was he was reluctant to talk to me and tell me this, but he didn't want me to think that he was criticizing me. But he said like you should open up more yeah. and like you know show people a little bit more of like you and your story and like the story around what you're doing yeah. and like you know I, I didn't take it as a criticism at all yeah. I was like I'm dying to people to yeah. yeah to to tell me these things and you know like when you said that with your background it resonated to you because you knew it yeah. and when he told me what he said to me yesterday it it stuck with you because you knew it was right mm-hmm. and like sometimes you need to hear mm-hmm. the thing that is so much obvious to somebody else that you're too in the moment yeah. to really see yeah yeah and and so like i think it's important and that's why it's like you can't it's hard getting that feedback because you know your close group of friends like my my instant growth came from my network of people leveraging and sharing and that gave me a good bump but it's hard to get genuine criticism for them because they they love you, yeah. right? You're you're their best friend, your brother, whatever it may be, and they're like, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's getting better. But they never want to tell you what they really, really think. Yeah, so they either won't criticize you or they'll criticize. They'll be like overly hard on you because they think they're trying to like help you in a help way. you in your way. Yeah. Um, but I find that like for me, growing was a big part of growing was networking. Yeah. With real people like the right people yeah that i knew were like had had the mindset i did like mm. i want to support each other and mm. like learn from each other and mm. just like be like a loving community yeah and so by finding those people and i found a huge swath of them in barbecue channels and like uh, okay. grilling channels yeah and like now i'm part of like a community of like a few hundred guys that you know we there's this every week there's a, a live show where uh, I was on the show, and now like all the people I know go on every Thursday, and it's a live chat between some of these guys. And can other people food. watch this? Stuff? Other people can watch it. It's called Cooking with CJ. It's, Cooking with CJ. Okay. It's, it's on a, YouTube. Or? It's the hot seat. It's a uh, in the hot seat. In the hot seat. Okay. So they pick a YouTuber, and then right. it's an interview, and right. we all kind of go in there, we hang out, and we live chat. It's on every Thursday at nine nice. p.m. Eastern, and, and, and it's on YouTube. It's right? on YouTube. Gotcha. Okay. And you know, we just go in and we all have context, right? Yeah, yeah. We can joke with each other. Yeah. We know what's going on in each other's lives. Yeah. Um, we know when we, when one of us produced a video and released it, it's, it's so it's like, it's the support, but it's also like a, a fan, fans and viewers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, I think a lot of people when they grow, they're like, they go straight to like who their end consumer is, but like, there's a other niche of fans that yeah. you might be overlooking that might also be YouTube. A lot like, of these you know, tendential audiences yeah. that tie into things that you resonate with. Yeah, right? because like at the end of the day, I watch YouTube too. Yeah, I'm a fan of Casey and Peter yeah. and you and all the other people, and so like that, I'm a viewer for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I matter in that yeah. sense. Yeah. So just because people are on YouTube, it's not like a it's this idea that that I love about YouTube is like there's no competition on a general scale like you and I are not competing yeah. even if you were a cooking channel or I was a camera channel mm-hmm. we're not competing yeah. Yeah. the viewer can still watch your video after mine yeah. and you know that and I know that exactly and so we interact in that way yeah. and and the that, million subscribers here doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. It's not taking away from anybody. No, no. It's like when the, the boat rises, we all float. Yeah, yeah. I find inspiration in people that are smaller than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a big creator. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if you learn to find inspiration everywhere, yeah. you will unlock something in yourself. Yeah. And on top of, like, 
you know, just doing things, like stop thinking. Yeah. Don't say. And you're the definition of that. And I'm like, you know, not to too I, I will say, because I, I over, I'm a classic, prototypical overthinker. Yeah. And for 10 years, I've overthought it and yeah. thought myself out of doing it. Yeah. So yes, I am actually exam an example of just do it. I yeah. woke up one day. Yeah. I bought myself five different vegetables. I came home. I made a video. What are the five vegetables? We need to know this. When we write your autobiography yeah, five years from now. Yeah, the first videos on my channel. Those it's are the first five. Butternut squash, kale, artichoke, leek, yeah. and peppers. Gotcha. On a whim, I woke up after eating Crushing It, Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk's book. Yeah. I hope you tell him the story. You, you read the new one? The Crushing One. Crushing It. So I have two copies. I'm going to make sure to go and tell him this when I see it. Please them. do. Yeah. Um, and, and so I woke up. I got the vegetables. Came back. Shot the cutting of the vegetables within two hours. Yeah, yeah. Went home, made a video every day that week of it. I, yeah. I turned the, that one shoot into five videos. Yeah. And and that was it. Yeah. That yeah. started me in YouTube. Yeah. And, and then I just never gave it up. Right. And right, then right. I added more videos a week, and I'm just constantly trying to step up the game and make the show better. Yeah. Make the show more rounded, more complete. Yeah. Um, and you know. I feel like I'm just gonna do this forever. Now. Yeah, yeah. When you're actually looking at your ability to communicate, okay, both yeah. yourself in person, but through your video to sell yourself in a way, I, I, like how did you develop that? Skill? I, I think it, it has to do with the food truck and just interacting with people on a daily on, basis, on a daily basis, and uh, even filling through, up, even through up those short, inter they're like quick, quick, quick interactions. Well, it took us at least five minutes to make a sandwich. Right. So. So what was your five minutes? What did you do in those five minutes? Oh, I mean, it depends. Like, I, I, I had built rapports with people, yeah. so I knew if they had, like, black mold in their apartment and they were, like, fleeing it or yeah. they were on vacation, they just got back from vacation oh, or wow. something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would go deep. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that, to me, that, that it's why I do what I do now yeah, in the yeah. comments. Yeah. It's, that is, that's part of the service. Yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. And it's, one of the things I do is, like, I, I teach sales and sales tactics and strategy, and I tell them, Focus on the open-ended lifestyle questions and focus on the beginning. If you truly want to be a successful salesperson, talk to people like people talk to people. And that's open-ended lifestyle questions. Yeah. And it sounds like that's exactly what you were doing. Like in that time, like they came to your food truck, they know about your food truck, but you would kind of take it one step further. Like more than just a transactional experience, it's like an emotional. I thought, I thought if I could make them feel a, a physical thing for me, whether yeah. it was like a connection or yeah. a relatability, yeah. um, then that was more impactful than them just wanting my sandwich. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's the whole idea behind like Starbucks in the third place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this intangible thing that has an importance in our life. Right, right, right. And, you know, what I found with the food, with the, with the YouTube channel is like, it's not so much like me showing you the tools. Yeah. It's a lot of me. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah. you want to see yeah. and like why I'm teaching you these things. Like, yeah. As, as I didn't want to be on camera in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I didn't want to talk, I didn't want to do any of these things, but as people pushed me to do it, I noticed that that is, that is the thing that um, makes a, a YouTube channel sort of hit, the, hit the, those notes that, right, 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 right. that some of the popular ones tend to hit. For sure, for sure. It's they open themselves up. Yeah. And, and, and to me, almost like see themselves in it and that's why they tune in like when yeah. people see you hundred percent they see bits of themselves in you in the way you talk right in the way you yeah. carry yourself in a way I, like, I, I'm bad at 
I'm bad with words sometimes too, so it shows on the show. Like, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes I, I didn't even make fun of it in my last video, but like the way I was trying to describe something, I just couldn't roll off the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's it it's that I think like, and I'm not coming up with the perfect words yeah. every time I'm yeah. delivering lines on video, but it's the, um, it's just the rawness. Yeah, I think that makes it like with my show. There's almost like a, almost an a relatability to right, it, but then right. there's also an aspirational aspect to it. Right, right, right. Where it's like, I relate to this person, but I aspire to cook like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's sort of what I want. Right. And it's kind of tricky to do, and I think the way you do it is by being a little bit of rough around the edge. Of course, of course. Let's talk about gear, because there's people that are watching this that want to know the gear that you use, how you produce it, what's in your kit? Okay, so I use, I shoot the main uh, A camera, the head-on shot is a Sony a7 II. Mm -hmm. I've got an 18 to 200 millimeter lens on it, mm -hmm. uh, a Rode uh, Pro Plus mic on top, right. uh, an aperture field monitor, all connected to the Sony. Gotcha. Um, I, my B camera is a Canon 5D Mark III. Yeah. Uh, the, the A camera shoots at 24 frames per second. Gotcha. My Canon shoots at 60 frames per second with like a 24 to 105 millimeter lens. Yeah. And so that's what you're using for like quick but also slow-mo. I'm using it uh, yeah, to get the side angle and to capture anything slow motion. Yeah. That I could, but I use, I play, it's not just for slow motion. Right, right, right. Just to give you a little bit more latitude. The, the, I find that the two opposing uh, having the two yeah. just gives you variety, yeah, gives you flexibility. Yeah, keeps um, the, and from like the user keeps you engaged. Yeah. yeah, and and so I use I light my set with a Westcott Ice Light mm -hmm. and a Generay uh, Spectro LED light. Okay. Um, and then there's a photography aspect yeah, yeah. to the videos, and so when that part comes, out I, I have. Uh, radio transmitters on top of my Canon mm -hmm. while I'm shooting, and then Is it like a rocket wizard, or it's like the they're not very. It's like the BNH company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the BNH's brand, Bello right, or right, something. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. yeah, and and so like they run on batteries, and like they're not great, but they Does they the do job. the they do the job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what do you edit in when you so your pictures in your video? How do you manage that? Uh, Lightroom for pictures right. and Final Cut for editing. Gotcha. Nice. And so, like, you'll notice, like, my color correction is on on point. Yeah. And I choose to just not worry about it yeah. because Final Cut uh, color correcting is like a joke. Yeah. And I've done it in I've used Adobe Premiere to edit. Yeah. And had a lot of issues with it crashing. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons I switched from Premiere to Final Cut. It's there's no good way to re-import your videos mm -hmm. and to me it's like what's the point if I'm working yeah, yeah, for that long and yeah um, that being said if you're watching his videos <laughs> like you don't look at him like oh he needs to color correct this stuff like that's not the first thing you think about like it's still really good that, see those are the things <laughs> I'm thinking about I'm like oh they're gonna rip me apart by the color correction <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah or the lack thereof yeah but fortunately it's been okay yeah 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 and I think even for me, it's like I'll improve one thing and then sacrifice another. So like the sound, I'll fix that. But like, oh my God, the color seems off from the last one, that kind of thing. Yeah. So how do you kind of work through that to maintain consistency? What's your recipe for that? 
I don't have one. Like in terms of look, <laughs> yeah. I I hope for the best. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Don't sweat the fucking details. Just make the video. Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing: is if you if you're if you're hung up on details, yeah. Get get like ninety percent of the way there. Yeah. And then give yourself like ten percent leniency. Like right. if you've got everything, you got a good quality photo, you've yeah. got the story down, you're doing things right, and yeah. your audio is like a little fuzzy yeah. or yeah. don't kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. Just have a mind to improve on it going forward. And really focus on the, the bread and butter, which is to give value through your work. Like, Nothing beats really, that. Yeah. Like, um, People will wade through the bullshit for that. Yeah. And that's what I find is like I, I focus on giving value yeah. and as a result, people overlook yeah. minor mistakes. I spell something wrong in every video. <laughs> oh, no. I'm dyslexic. So like me proofreading the yeah, videos yeah. while like they're flat they're flashing, yeah, it's yeah. very difficult for yeah. me. I spell salt S L S A L S A T L. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, people catch it but yeah. they don't give me a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they understand I'm kind of running through these pretty quickly right, right. and and I think like you know just put the work in and, and give it your all yeah and don't and then people will have some patience for you when and most people are good-natured in the way that they want to help you so if they yeah. notice a spelling error in your title or what have you they're, they're not just saying like, it to be a dick they're no, saying yeah. it to to give value back in a way almost it's like yeah. you you give me this let me give you something right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and the whole thing about giving giving out uh, you get what you give out. Right. It seems like it's blown up. That that idea is blown out on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or even just social media in general. It's yeah. like the more you can figure out how to be a help to somebody. Yes. Yes. Then the more you're gonna get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like, I truly and selflessly, and I preach it and I teach it, just give, like, without expectation. Without it, expectation is the biggest thing. And it was a struggle for me early on because, like, in my early 20s, I couldn't, like, I, I, I just wanted it. I just want. I just wanted. Yeah. I wanted. What's in it for me? That kind of attitude, especially growing up, growing up in that sales culture. But what I found is slowly through sales and even through my personal life is when you give without the expectation of receiving anything, that is the greatest gratitude in itself. And yeah. then when good things happen, it's this compounding effect where you carry yourself in this way. So it's like, Good things kind of find their way to you. And do you yeah. find that in what you're doing right now that it's because of that? I find good energy is coming my way. Yeah. Like, and that's shocking because you generally think of the internet as a cruel place. Especially Reddit in some ways, right? Yeah. And so I find that, um, you know, good things are happening. Yeah. Um, but the real thing that's happening is like I'm getting positive feedback, which is validating what I do. Mm -hmm. and. Being validated mm. is like the thing when you're starting out, you sort of need to hear the most. Right. And like, I, you should never seek validation from other people. Yes. I don't think that's a good general rule of thumb. Yeah. But when you are entering a new creative venture, mm. having somebody or a group of people say, mm -hmm. keep going, yeah. it, it does something to you. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's it's funny you mention that and especially for people who are starting off that just get those one or two comments like you know i got a comment the other day and i'm not getting a ton of comments but like there's somebody and this person actually had their name on some doctor and he had his first name and last name there i'm like that's strange like nobody on youtube uses their first and last name right. whatever but he says really nice video learned a lot 
uh, please keep it going, or something like that, whatever it is. So I'm like, in, I'm in an Uber in my way into the city, and I'm like, let me look this guy up. And it turns out this guy's a dermatologist in Florida who's been a doctor for like 30 years, if it is the real guy. But right, right. I got some sort of humbling feeling of just like, I put this shit out there. I'm still thinking, okay, how can I make this better? But somebody, you know, states away, miles away, found value in that. Like, it, it made enough of a difference for them to not only watch the video, but to comment. Yeah. And you see that over and over again, where people are taking that effort, that extra step to leave a comment. And it's not just, the, the, and what I found is like, they're not just comments. Like, these people are leaving, they're saying meaning, meaningful things that, like, garner um like an emotional reaction out of yeah, me yeah, like yeah. it makes me like some things have made me cry yeah yeah legitimate yeah like the the fact that some people have said such nice things yeah like even in a not publicly they've yeah. sent me a personal message right, right. Um, like that that to me is the thing that makes me never want to stop yeah yeah, is it's that, almost like it's like that light even in your darkest days almost. Yeah, you have that. You can always go back to that. It just gets you through. It. it yeah, here's the thing: it's like happiness, right? Yeah. And we talk a lot about living a happy life. Yeah, yeah. I think that that idea is a little misinterpreted. Okay. Happiness is happiness. And, happy moments and bad moments are just moments. Right. That we all happen. That we all have, and uh, we sort of can't fully control those moments yeah, yeah, yeah but like I for me at this moment in my life like I needed a purpose right and and so like be having this thing that I feel like I'm doing it I feel inside that I'm doing important work. yeah 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 and for me to have that thought be validated by the people that are watching it makes me feel good mm -hmm. and makes me feel like mm -hmm. I finally found my path mm -hmm. and that I need to I need to see this through to the yeah, end, yeah, yeah. and and so like by that valid by that I mean like it's, it's a necessary validation. Right, right, right. It's a necessary validation for me to know that I'm I'm on the right path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know whenever I'm like you know talking even through conversation or or speaking public or whatever, I try to find analogies or anecdotes that kind of tie it. And, and I look at this, and I, I'm glad you mentioned the happiness thing. Is that life is like just going on this chariot with these like horses that just don't want to listen to you. And all you can do is just tug a little. And if you go left, it's good times. Yeah. When you go right, it's bad times. And as much as possible, you just want to keep tugging a little to the left. And yeah. just tug. Because you really have no control. Because you might think you have free will. But in a lot of ways, you don't. Yeah. And like just giving out and that gratitude part. And again, treating it as moments, momentary uh, events in your life. Just tug a little to that direction you are right. going, right? It's like like the last six months have been like a hard time in my life. Yeah. And so I thought about a lot about happiness. Yeah. Being like I, I haven't necessarily been happy yeah. during the production of my show. Right. But the show has has given me moments of such joy and happiness yeah. that and like purpose. Yeah. That like having meaning is it's given me a new sense of meaning that gets me through mm -hmm. a bad time. Mm -hmm. And and then like I can enjoy happiness when I feel it again yeah. in, a, in a new way. Do you ever think about, and if it hasn't happened already, it will happen, I'm telling you it will happen, that there's gonna be people that watch your video, that go and cook something, and they're gonna be in the same place where they tell you, and it will happen if it didn't already, so correct me if I'm wrong, your cooking changed my life, I was in a dark place, I was in a bad place, thank you for giving me the confidence. Like do you think about that? I, I literally thought that like, 
and it's not that, that exact example, but yeah. I thought starting the show, like, if I could, if I could hear back from one person who said, uh, you know, I went through a, um, a heart health scare right. in the hospital, yeah, and uh, you helped me find uh, a new passion for food and yeah, yeah. and care about what I put in my body, and yeah. as a result, I've lost this amount of weight, and my blood pressure is down, and like. Like and you, and that had an impact. Like having an impact on a way like that, or getting somebody into the kitchen. Like yes, yeah, like yeah. that was a, a motivator for me to start this. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like I want to. I want to have a success. This is a business for me. Yeah. I want my business to be successful so right. that my life can progress in ways I want. Mm -hmm. But that is the that is the fight. That that in and of itself is mm -hmm. is painful. Right. You know what I mean? Like yes. that. Knowing that you you made somebody's life a little bit better, yeah, in yeah. some small way, yeah, is that's that's like that's it, yeah. That that's that's the check. That's, that's the check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned business because that's the thing is, I think it's important for people when they go on these sort of side hustles, side endeavors, whatever it may be, to have a, even if they didn't study business, but a, a treat it as a business that you do have customers, yeah. and it's not about you getting paid like. Getting paid is a byproduct of you being genuine and authentic and delivering, but I'm thinking more about the work ethic, to treat it like a business. Yeah. Is Do you credit that to your success, or is there something else along with that? I mean, I, I, I credit, I, I probably credit things to just, through, I think, through things on a very like deep, analytical way, okay. right? So like, if I studied business, yeah. now business is the thing I think about, right? right. So like I apply it, right. and right. so I, I guess in a way, yeah, yeah. I do, uh, I do credit that. It just it's going to business school rewires your brain to think in those terms, right? Right. Um, and what's funny is like it literally is a business to me in the sense that like there's so many parallels I draw, and I just kind of realized this between my food truck and the business I have now. Mm -hmm. Even down to the user experience. Like, right. The user experience on the food truck was somebody walking up to a square box, yeah. and then I will c come and meet them by bending over to them, leaning over a cutting board, yeah. and then talking through a square or yeah. rectangle yeah. to that person. Yeah. It's the same thing on the show, yeah. and I didn't even yeah. realize it. Even the angle to where the camera is, yeah. it's like somebody's looking up to me yeah. at, in the truck, in yeah. the truck window, and and so like. There's just so many parallels. Like the the comment somebody leaves on a video is akin to me handing them a sandwich yeah, and yeah, eating it in front yeah, of me yeah, and yeah. and then talking about it. Yeah. Um, and so like I find I find like the show filled a hole that mm -hmm. I've been feeling mm -hmm. in that sort of like community driven food world. Yeah. yeah. And and like that felt really good. Yeah. So there's so many clues that are speaking to me, like even internally and externally. Yeah. That make this something like there's an energy I feel around what I'm doing that feels right yeah. for the first time in a while. Right. You right, know, like right, right. my I, I liken my life in the past ten years to like a giant jigsaw puzzle where all the pieces were there. Scattered on the table. But they just weren't clicking. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. fitting into place. Yeah. And it took ten years of playing that puzzle yeah. to get things lot clicking. And I'm glad you mentioned that because we talked about it earlier but going through failure, like actually facing defeat, uh, tasting desperation, like going through that I, is it, to get here. And I would say it's, it's, it's failing on your terms. Right. 
Right. Failing on your terms yeah. is the most important thing because yeah. if you fail on other people's terms, you don't learn the lesson. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like, I, I urge anybody to, to throw uh, being realistic out the window. Yeah. And especially if you're young. Yeah. And go for the, the wild thing that's in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And knowing that like you will survive your 20s even if you fail the entire time. Like, Very true. You know, like, yeah. from a financial perspective, like, yeah. I'm not far away from where I was in my 20s. Yeah. But from a mental and from a skill perspective and from, like, just a general positioning standpoint, yeah. I'm in another fucking planet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm guns blazing, ready to go. Yeah. I'm locked and loaded. Yeah. And I'm now I'm just going through the motions and doing the work. Yeah. But, like, use your youth to be... A wild thinking dreamer right and explore those avenues in as many ways as you can yeah. to yeah. find one thing or two things that complement each other yeah. well and, and do just, that and just experiment just make and I tell people make dope shit like yeah. that's my say just just make it just make it and, and you have it. you also have to listen to yourself what yeah. is the thing I, I, I am here because I somehow listened to the fact that food this thing that was sitting in the back of my mind yeah, yeah, yeah. I took for granted my whole life yeah I needed to hear that it was something bigger than what I thought it was in my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and by paying attention to that led me down this path right right right. and then and then applying that to cameras and all these things yeah, yeah. it's uh pay attention to coincidences right if you th- don't don't think of coincidences as mere acts of chance and then they're just gone yeah, yeah, yeah. pay attention to that yeah I, I will once I started paying attention to coincidences because of a silly book I read mm-hmm. called the Celestine prophecy was that the Celestine, the Celestine Pro- prophecy okay it's a novel it's not even like a, a real book like a, it, a, a, it, a non-fiction it, book yeah it's fiction uh, or a fiction book um, but one of the things one of the things that just stuck with me forever was like there are no po- coincidences yeah every coincidence that you, everything you think is a coincidence is a fork yeah yeah and if you pay attention to it it could take you down here yeah and if you ignore it you continue or go down into a separate course yeah and so like that thought has literally gotten me out of hairy situations when I lived in Europe yeah paying attention you know was big yeah especially in getting out of certain situations you um, find yourself in a, in a tricky situation you don't want to be in, too. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and in life now, to things that speak to me, that I hear happening, you know, subconsciously, yeah. pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, that's very important. Yeah. It's, you know, elevate yourself as a person in yeah. your mind yeah. to think deeper about things. Yeah. And you will find the answers that you want. Yeah. Attention to detail is huge because you'll find things that, especially in a world where everyone's walking down on their phone, that is a huge advantage to you and yourself and even as a, as a person exactly just having that attention for, for, for detail um, I want to come back to the topic of youth and like there's that saying where uh, youth is wasted on the young in the sense that you go through your 20s and 30s not experimenting falling into cliques and niches and just kind of diving into whether it's yourself or societal factors it holds you back and you wake up and you're 39, 42 whatever it is and you look back and you're like where did my life go? that kind of thing yeah um how do you foster an attitude to want to fail? Like we've already established, failure is awesome, fail on your own terms. How do you foster the attitude to go out 
Like, and I give you an example. A friend of mine that I tell them, I, I never try to tell people you should do this. I tell them, right. you have these characteristics. So I say, you do this for a living. You're very good at talking to people. I think you'd be so good at doing this vlog or whatever it is. But to them, it's like, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So how do you foster people to go out and start? You like really take advantage of their youth to, to, to make failures. I, it's, you know, it's part of the trap of society. You know, we fall down the trap, get a job. Yeah. A good life means you've got a good, steady job. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But that is a bygone philosophy because I know a ton of people who've got a steady job. Right. Who found themselves out of a job. Right. And, and that idea made me very insecure about the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And quickly realized, like, that's just as much of a risk. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was making as much as, like, advertising world... People were making like forty, thirty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You know, starting out, whatever. Like, I was able to make that uh, amount on my own. Yeah. I wasn't like living fancy life, but like, why would I go work for this person if I could somehow figure out a way to come close to that number? Yeah. And be yeah. happier. Yeah. And um, and so like, there is you have to want it. Like mm. you can't you can't not have you can't spend ten years struggling if mm. you don't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's it's that is. It's just the key. And yeah. so you have to know inside, can you do it? Yeah. It's really that high level kind of purpose, right? Yeah. So what and do you I, want? I've doubted me being able to do it at yeah. times, but yeah. it's, that's, that's just like self-doubt creeping in. Yeah, yeah. But let me ask you, what do you want? Like when, when we talk about it for other people, what is it for you in this moment that you want when you're thinking five, six, seven, ten years from now? I, I want my life to sustain itself based off of the work that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And and I feel that by like and, and that approach is not like I want to fucking run around the highway naked <laughs> and make make a living off of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I, I figured out in my heart I want to help people get better at cooking. Right, right. And and so like how do I do that yeah. in a way that I guess gets me to the, like allows me to rise to the top. Right, right, So right. that that goal can be implemented on a wider scale. Right, okay. So like, why do I want to grow? To to have, to live, a, to sustain my life, yes. Yeah. But for me, like when I'll sit back as an old man and be truly happy, yeah. is knowing that the guy made chicken cutlets for the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or my friend. Or my, learn how to properly cut a mango. Or my viewer Chris <laughs> said, "You did something my mom and my wife couldn't do, and that uh -huh. is to get me to eat tomatoes." Right, right, like, right. And, and to <laughs> seek them out, like yeah. farmer. Like that to me is like, do you know how hard it is to convince somebody to do that? Yeah. Like I know how hard it is. Yeah. I try and convince people all the time. Yeah. I've tried to convince them for ten years. So like, if if that is like a tangible way of impacting people, then. Mm. I mean, like, I, I already feel like I succeeded. Right. Which right. F makes me okay with where I am yeah. and super excited to keep going and see where it takes me. Right. So it's like, I have I have huge goals, mm. right? Mm. Like huge, unrealistic goals. Mm. Um, but I don't, they're not, they're not in my head on, on a daily basis. Mm. Mm. My goal is to impact a couple guys to watch my video mm. and to hear through a comment that I did so in a certain right, way. Right, right. 
that that means that feedback means like I'm succeeding. Yeah, yeah. And and so that to me is hugely important. Yeah, yeah. In in getting me to the place where then money starts coming in and it starts sustaining itself. Right, right. Like yeah. these these interactions are the the raft that gets me to the the boat, yeah. the yacht that's sitting in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's sort of you know where I, what I what I seek out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a building a bigger community around my videos. Yeah. Because like I just I never thought community was going to be a big thing. Yeah. But it is a huge part of what I do now, and watching it grow and yeah. cultivating it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and giving it attention mm -hmm. is something super important. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's it, and at the end of the day, it's like this is a business. Like yeah. I said, money has to come in. Yeah. And I'm not shy about that whatsoever. Yeah. But uh, the reason I respond in that way is because, like, in my heart, like, what satisfies me is not making a million dollars. Yeah. That's not going to make me happy. Yeah. Making me happy is knowing, like, you, you were so into the video that you, you made your, your wife or your mom one of my recipes because yeah. you wanted to show them love. You yeah. wanted to express yeah. love. And, like, I also inspired you to be more expressive of love through food. Like, things like that, mm -hmm. that's uh, what mm -hmm. makes me tick. Mm -hmm. If you had to list your top five sort of dishes, recipes, what have you. What are your top five? Top five. Pasta. Can you tell he's Italian? Pasta number one? I mean, Italian food, this is my bread and butter. I, yeah. tell, I tell my viewers, if you're gonna learn one thing from me, yeah. it's gonna be how to make Italian food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love barbecue. Barbecue, okay. I'm obsessed with barbecue now, like real barbecue. Are you are you are you leaning to the beef side or the pork side? Like, what attracts you more? Nothing. I, I like. It, it's oh. not about the meat. Yeah. It's the method of, of cooking. Gotcha. That I'm obsessed with. So you got pasta, barbecue. What's the other three that round it out? Uh. I love buffalo chicken. Okay, yeah. Love buffalo chicken. You're preaching to the choir now. I like your top five. This is how so I cook. Far. I mean, this is why the people like my shows. Yeah. Like, the way that I like to eat is yeah. how most people like to eat. Like, yeah. I like simple food done well. Yeah. I don't need it fancy. I don't when I say fancy. buffalo chicken, and there's like, let's just say there's like five levels of spice. Where are you on that, on that scale? I'm like, uh, mid to low level. Okay. Like, I want, I want to taste the spice. I just don't want to be blown away. That's exactly what I am. So I can handle, I have a pretty good tolerance for spice. But I don't want it to overpower the food. I appreciate spicy food, but I, I know how fast it can blow a dish out of the water. I don't know what it is about my wife, though. She wants to have tears in her eyes, boogers down her nose. I'm embarrassing her right now, but that's what she just craves. Well, it does kind of give you a, a, a physical, Release. visceral high, yeah. almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we have pasta, barbecue, buffalo wings. That's the last two. Um, slow cooking on a Sunday, football, football season on a Sunday. What you can find me doing is making something that's cooking all day, yeah. chili, uh, meatballs, yeah. stews, yeah. and it just spills the house all day yeah, with aroma. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you, you, you sit down and you eat it at night. Oh, it's one sweet. of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have that similar communal culture, like in South Asians, where we'll have this big pot and we put a whole bunch of like shellfish and fish and like. All the stuff that sometimes people throw out, and we make this big broth. 
and it's a communal thing and everyone sits yeah. down and you get a bowl of it so I, that slow cook man it's there's something about it um yeah. and what's that last one probably because i'm known for grilled cheese grilled cheese okay yeah yeah, yeah. How, do you, how do you make a proper grilled cheese sandwich let me tell you first off um you know you could use american singles but that's not actually cheese because this is what it is in canada they get some wonder bread they get some craft singles no. Put some butter on the on the and that, that, look. That is the easiest way to make a decent grilled cheese. Yeah. But like, but if you were making one, what would you do? I would go to the store. Mm -hmm. I'd buy the three cheese blend that we used for our three cheeses. Yeah. It was a mix of Gruyere, Gruyere, um, aged Gouda, aged Gouda. Oh, I, I don't think it was that. It, it wasn't aged. It was just regular. Just Gouda. Gouda. No um, age on that Gouda. And it, we used a cheese called Fontanella, which you won't be able to find. Um, so are you getting these in individual slices or what, what do you do? Wheels. We got them in wheels. Oh, we got them in wheels. Okay, gotcha. We would, we would grind them yeah. or shred them ourselves. Okay, so you're shredding it all together, putting and, it on. So we made a blend with three yeah. that emulated what that original American cheese craft yeah, singles yeah. tasted like yeah. in a way. Like it had the gooeyness um, from the fontanella, it had flavor mm -hmm. um, and meltiness from Gruyere and then mm. the, the Gouda sort of resembled mm -hmm. the color and taste of American cheese yeah, yeah, yeah. with a real cheese yeah, yeah, yeah and so like that sandwich and we used it on like a we used yeah I, I definitely want to hear, yeah I want to hear what he's listening to of course that's that's what everyone wants to do right <laughs> <laughs> and so we got it from bakery and yeah. listen if your bakery side. is 50 years old forget about it it has to be at least a hundred years old. Okay, that's yeah. when you know it's a legit bakery. Yeah. What kind of bread are, they, are you getting? Pullman, Pullman, regular Pullman, Pullman loaf. Okay. Um, and what we did was we put like two ounces of the shredded cheese yeah. into the sandwich. Yeah. Two slices of the bread. Yeah. Throw it on the flat top, dry. Right, right, right. right. And then when it, we would toast each side of the bread lightly. Yeah. And so we would flip it, spread the thinnest slather of mayo across the entire surface. Mayo. Of okay one side yeah then and this is on the outside of the bread on the right? outside of the bread right flip it and then mayo the other side and then just so wait, are you it. mailing it while it's on yeah gotcha and, okay. and then you're just like browning the bread and waiting for the meat to cheese that the, and, the and cheese you put butter on the pan oil on the pan or just no, nothing no just butter the, the mayo itself is cooking it. yeah the mayo has fat in it fat, yeah it has a higher smoke point so it doesn't burn like butter gotcha but it also has all the flavor that butter would have damn so it's it, it creates a crispier less mm -hmm. greasier product Gotcha. But without ruin, without taking away like yeah. buttery flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you make the sandwich, just leave a comment below and let us know if you can make it. Because I'm gonna go home and make the sandwich now. That's freaking awesome. So that's your top five foods. I invite you over for dinner, but you're gonna cook because you're obviously a better cook than I am. Uh, what's that dish you're cooking for me? It might be one of the five. It might be something else. I'm just not gonna make you anything like fancy that you would expect. I'm I'll make you like meatballs. Okay. I'll make you something that I love to make. Yeah. that I know you would like like to eat. Like, if I'm cooking for somebody, it's a hard question to ask yeah. because it depends who I'm cooking for. Right. Like, I think about these things. Right, right, right. Now everyone's got a, a dietary restriction. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to know those things yeah. and try and cater to that as best you can. Right, right, right. Um, but like, if I know, you know, no one has dietary restrictions and they're like, make whatever you want, like, I know if I make a meatballs and pasta, mm -hmm. yeah. like that's pretty safe bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. they'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When you're cooking for other people, don't don't. It's not the time to be creative. 
<laughs> it's the time That's to good advice. Yeah. It's the time to pull out the thing you know you're not gonna fuck up. Your go to. Yeah. Your go to. Yeah. If you and I, I love the top five question because I feel like when I'm talking to people, I learn the most from so your top five movies. You gotta pick your top five movies at. If it's on late night cable television and you will stop and you will watch the rest of it, the ending of it or the middle of it. Oh, uh, so I'm a huge comic book guy, comic book nerd. I didn't know this about you. I'm very excited now, so please, enlighten us. I am obsessed with, um, I guess mainly Marvel. Okay. I like DC, but they don't yeah. know how to make a movie yet. <laughs> um, yeah. And There's I, Superman just I, quit. I watched. There's Su Superman Henry Cavill. He quit? He's not making it. They canceled the sequel. Man of, Ste Man of Steel 2. At this moment, when we're making this video, he quit. You guys are in trouble. Oh, man. Uh, I love I DC. I think they're great. Mm -hmm. um, but they just can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, and so as a result, I am so amazed at Marvel movies. Yeah. Especially the last one, Avengers, with how they took, I don't know, 80 characters. Yeah. 130 storylines yeah. and made it into a movie that didn't suck. Yeah. Like, forget asking the question, was it good? Yeah. The only question you need to ask is, was it horrible? Yeah. And if it wasn't, it was a, su a success. Yeah, success. Because, like, the act, that simple act of that doing that movie, yeah. I don't understand how they did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that creep it, into your top five then? Avengers Infinity War? Is that yeah, one of your probably. Top five? Thor Ragnarok is probably my favorite movie okay. at this point. Okay, okay. Uh, that is such a fun ride, though. That is such a fun ride. I mean, I, I, am I, is it, is it really corny? Just like, the top five movies are probably, like, I will watch any of these movies on repeat yeah. anytime. Yeah. And I don't know if I can, I mean, I, I love Steven Spielberg movies. Okay. Like Jurassic Park, are you kidding me? Um, I remember the first time seeing it, and here's a moment of honesty. I got scared because I was a, ta a child and I didn't want to be in the theater and I asked my dad to take me out of the theater exactly when the T-Rex was like coming out, flipping it over. But I go back to that movie and it's, if it's on, you're right. Like I'm watching it. I'm watching it. So we got Thor Ragnarok, we got Jurassic Park, we got Infinity War kind of creeping in there. That's Give me so the other two or three that come to mind. It's so hard because like I, I do love a lot of movies that aren't superhero movies. Yeah. But they're all classics, and yeah. like they're not top of mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what movie I've seen recently yeah. that wasn't a superhero movie that I truly love. Right. Um, so what did you love? That's what I want to know because it is hard nowadays to find something that truly just has that staying power. Right. I love a lot of comedies. Yeah. Um, like nowadays, it's it's less movies now. It's yeah. like. Uh, I'm really into documentaries. One of my favorite things to watch, and I'll watch them over and over again, yeah. are all like Chef's Table and Ugly Delicious. Oh my God. First of all, talk, okay, about, gotta, talk about big inspirations for me. We um, got to talk about this now. We got to go down the rabbit hole. So Chef's Table, at season one comes out, they go to Massimo's in Italy, and they do that episode. And the way they did it, to show not only the restaurant, but him and his family, and his child, that whole dynamic, everything. And then even at the, the end of every episode where they do the close-ups and they show the dish, like they, they tease it throughout the whole episode. And then at the end, they show you the dish. I mean, nobody is storytelling as well, like just straight, straight storytelling as well as those guys are. Yeah. And, and the visuals are so amazing, the yeah. music, everything. That was a huge inspiration on me. And then Ugly Delicious came out 
I want to hear this. I want to know what, what attracted you to Ugly Bird. Well, first off, David Chang, I, you know, he's one of the best and like one of the guys who gets today more than anybody else. And he he has a, a, a deep understanding of food and he mm -hmm. thinks about food mm -hmm. in a way that like I aspire to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's one of those chefs that was like no bullshit before it was cool to be no bullshit. Yeah. Like he's really in that kind he, of... He's a guy who pushes against the grain. Yeah. And there's something to be said about how successful he is. And, and admits his faults and like confronts them and talks about them openly. He's just one of the most real people. Yeah. And like, I love about the show is like, he makes fun of himself, you know, he gets close friends that yeah. the shit talk him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And and then but but outside of that there's telling these stories about food that you don't hear. Yeah. And the the season itself it's here's chicken, here's fried food, here's uh, crawfish shrimp. Like it's just these staples and to go around the it, world. It's akin to like if somebody said, Steve, go travel and learn. Yeah. It's like they're I'm but this uh vicariously, vicariously yeah doing that on yeah. my, with myself with them through yeah. these shows yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and for me they're they're like a, a feast for the eyes yeah and all of that makes it fun for me to watch I'll just watch it over and over again and yeah. I'll, I won't stop being inspired by yeah, yeah, yeah so I mean we talked about that um, does music at all play an influence in you sort of in your daily life like how important is that to you huge so enormous. give me your musical influences enormous um, I am hugely influenced by bands in the 50s and 60s. Oh, okay. I love Motown. I love the Beatles. I yeah. love the. Be I love all of like the, what we consider great music. I have a theory that the Migos of today are the, are, are the Beatles of today. Like they're just the Beatles. Like you go to the Beatles. What makes the Beatles awesome is that they're catchy tunes. You can sing them. They give you this feeling. Blah, blah, blah. That's exactly what the Migos are. <laughs> what are Atlanta the Migos? Sorry? What are the Amigos? You don't know. It's not It's not Amigos. It's just Amigos. So I, we're going to play a playlist for you. It's the rap trio from Atlanta. And it's just like, it, you know, people shit on it because it's the mumble rap or it's this new kind of hip hop and this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm like, it's okay. But you know, like the Beatles of today where they just make these tracks that are catchy, repeatable, whatever it is. And as soon as I say that, like people get offended. They're like, how dare you? Compare this rap trio to the Beatles. Well, I may, I, I, I'm, I haven't heard them yet, and I may I'm, be of that group. I'm gonna offend you in probably 30 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I don't okay, know if you're okay. gonna win me on that. No, one. no, no, maybe not, maybe not. Okay, so we got Motown, we got Beatles. What else? Um, you know, I, again, I, I can like a song for one aspect. Yeah. And appreciate it for the guitar in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah. Uh, some of my friends are musicians, so yeah. like throughout my life, like I, I guess my ear, I can hear. You know, some people can't break down what they hear in a song. Yeah, you almost see it I, in the module. I can, pieces. I can isolate. I can just hear the drums yeah. or just hear the bass, and and so like that exposure to music. Um, again, it's like it's thinking critically. Yeah, about yeah, things. Yeah, in yeah, general. Yeah, like, whether it's music you're listening to. Whether it's uh, taking in the sight that you're seeing yeah. or hearing the song, you know what I mean? Like, it, you have to think about these yeah. things. Like, one of my fears is that I love what you're saying and I want to go down this route because I'm in the similar vein where I just love different sounds, especially like different languages and that kind of stuff. And just you know, like right now, and curating it. The idea behind the music I'm listening to now is that 
not only does it sound new yeah. and refreshing, yeah. but it takes from the old world mm. and the new world. Mm. It mm -hmm. combines them into one thing that seemingly appeals to yeah. the old and the new. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but also gives life yeah. to the, what I'm doing in a frenetic way, which also is what cooking is. Yeah. Cooking is not relaxing, it can be, but like, yeah. on by face value, it's like loud, it's dangerous, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you know, uh, hot. Yeah. It's banging and, and loud and noisy. Um, yeah. Like that is like, it punches you in the face. And yeah. that was part of the reason why like, I want this music and these quick cuts. When you see my videos, yeah. it's like frenetic, it's wild, it's a little all over the place. Yeah, yeah. That's what cooking is. Yeah. It's like a controlled chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've controlled the sounds of all of the um, of clips and the sounds and it makes this video and it speaks to what cooking is like. And I'm laughing because I'm talking maybe five years ago when I was first starting off. I made like this five part uh, essay called Controlled Chaos and, and, and to creativity. So I'm laughing because it just resonates so much with me because that's what it is. Whether it's cooking or anything or whatever you're creating, it's controlled chaos. Do, do you know why cooking is fun for me now? And like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go do like a catering job tomorrow, which yeah. I don't normally do, but yeah. I'm excited to do it because yeah. of this fact. And it's yeah. that when you find a way yeah to enjoy being in that place, chaos, a chaotic place that yeah. you have, that you're in control. Yeah, yeah, like you're the quarterback in that moment against all odds. And like though chaos is happening around you, yeah. you're not sweating, you're cool, you're enjoying it. Yeah, right That yeah. is, that is like a, the most fun. Yeah. Right, like I don't think, I think we, we love being comfortable. Yeah. So like we never even get to a place where we're comfortable in that chaos. Yeah. But to me, that is what cooking and any restaurant chef will tell you. It is like when you're in the shits in a restaurant or a food service scenario, mm -hmm. like that's hell. Yeah. But like you can also, some chefs will be like, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I can control my station. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And like that makes, that's when the fun happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me personally, it's like when I go to that wedding or event and it's the most key moment and like you, they don't get to tie the knot again. They don't yeah. get to exchange vows again. Like you, why I you hate doing, I, I, people say do weddings. And I'm like, no, no, are you kidding me? Like you're you're the reason they don't get that. And moment. if someone told me like, you know, I'm not a cook by any means. I, I enjoy it, but like, like, Hey, go cater for 50 people. No, 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 I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I have enough stress cooking for eight people. I mean, that's the thing is like, you have to find what you are, like who you are in this world. Yeah. For yeah. me, I'm the camera guy and the food guy now. Yeah. So people who I know, and my intent was to make it so that people thought of me in that way. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I knew that I wasn't going to be good at doing as sitting in front of a computer on Excel. Like yeah. those things wouldn't work for me. Yeah. So I knew that I could be the guy around that did food and cameras. Yeah. And like, I devote myself. Yeah, and we talked about you know what you do for work and that kind of thing. And really, you you define like beyond the creative stuff that you're doing now to create a space in and a business out of. You found the work and a, a dream job in a way where it's like it aligns with your values and what you want to do. Yeah, but I, mean, I didn't that? find it. I had to create. Truthfully, yeah, you had to make. That's it. the thing. It's like yeah. you, you like if there's one thing I did for ten years, it was figure out how to create the job I would have for the rest of my life. Right. right. And so all the failures were like, this not the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Right? So like, it, it's just really important to have that mindset if you're the type of person that 
feels like there's something in you yeah. that you can't get out or yeah. you're you know something's you know holding you back yeah if you're if you're of that mindset yeah it is just so important to have a, an enlightened way of looking at everything yeah, yeah, yeah. whether like it's day to day whether you're walk, taking a walk to clear your mind yeah like figuring out how to think about everything in your life yeah, yeah. in a, a, a critical way hoping you don't become an overthinker like I am but is it really a fault to be being that? Yeah, of course. What would you say it is? It's, um, what are some of the downsides you'd say to becoming an overthinker? Maybe going too far down that rabbit hole. It's uh, waiting until something is perfect before actually doing. Yeah. Um, thinking that you can think your way out of a problem. Mm, right. right, right. Um, it's it's hard because like. I, I will tell you, for as much as I just do, sometimes I still overthink a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and as I'll say, think critically about everything, but then don't overthink it. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's really is something like it's an art form. Right, and right. like, I don't have it nailed by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But what I do have is the thought to figure it out. Right. Right? So it's like, I may be telling you these things, like, and it seems like I, I'm, preaching but it's me working through how I'm actually dealing with these things right now right, right you know right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so when you're looking at sort of the landscape of you know you live in one of the best cities in the world okay you have some would argue an unfair advantage like there's gonna be saying well you're obviously doing that because you're in this place and all that kind of stuff and they don't see the minutiae and the things that you have to overcome and that kind of thing. I don't, I see, for me, it's like, because just because you're in New York, does it, it, it makes it harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, the everywhere you look, if you woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning, 8 or 6 o'clock in the morning, you go outside, people have already been at it way longer than you have. Mm. And so, like, by comparison of being in this city, you always feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so, even if you feel like you're, of a certain level yeah. and there's just like it's easy to keep mo keep going in the city because of that idea but yeah. um, it's not easy because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know for everything that you do there's a thousand people waiting in line to do it too yeah. and we're there's hungry. YouTube channels going up every single day in a five block radius right now exactly and um, and so like I, I'd say you, you don't worry about where you are I'm basically, I've basically isolated myself right now outside of the city into the show. Right. And just focused on the production of the show. Mm -hmm. I don't worry about the city. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I come in, it's nice, I'll meet you here and, you know, I'll do what I need to do and I'll meet people. But, um, but outside of, you know, the meat and potatoes of the week. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the editing bay or in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and you know, that's, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like I, I don't feel like because I'm 20 minutes outside the city, I'm missing out in the city. I can come in if I want to, but yeah. I'm I'm doing the thing that makes me feel satisfied when I go to sleep at night. Right. And that's really what, what matters. And, yeah. and I, I, I only I say this because I feel uh, like proud that like it took 10 years to find this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not even close. I just like started, I'm on like mile marker 0 0.01 of mm. the 26 mile marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel, I feel in like a way settled, right. um, like settled in and, and confident. And 
and like I have an ability to achieve what I see in my head yeah going forward and I think for people who are finding that now it's yeah. like if there if you can look at me and say like there's somebody who I can relate to because I felt like I'm still in that I'm still maybe where he was five years yeah, ago yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. not knowing where you fit in right 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 it's if, if you keep searching and yeah. you you're open and you're you you feel inspired and you feel something inside of you like you will find it yeah, yeah. if you do the right things and you put yourself in the right positions and you stay true to yourself and and by loving yourself yeah. paying and doing what you feel yeah. you should do yeah which i think is what love loving yourself means is yeah. Yeah. having the faith in yourself and to, the honesty to yourself and right? the honesty to do the thing you know yeah you should be doing right right and and you talked about confidence and you know for me like people meet me and they think i'm an extrovert and i have i have exuding confidence but for the longest time i struggled with confidence and I, 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 started as, I started as an introvert so i'm glad you brought that word up because i'm going to ask you were you the one of those people like myself that started introvert and had to force yourself to become an extrovert, like, even like, like I, time? Like I met you, and you know I felt comfortable with you yeah, because yeah. like I know you do what I do and yeah. you get me. Um, I'm generally shy. Like I, I'm not good with big groups of people. I'm not good um, when I first meet you. Mm. Um, so what's your advice for those people? The people that are out there that are in that same position to kind of overcome that hurdle you, you have to fight you have to fight against it okay uh it's like, what does that entail my comfort zone is being at home like in, yeah. in my bed you know what i mean like yeah that's where i'm happiest being yeah but i i also feed off other people and, yeah and like i know that and sometimes i get overwhelmed you know like you have all these friends in your life staying in touch with all of them yeah but it's important to, to to fight against that and yeah put yourself in, in new places and it's like the food truck like forcing myself to like be visible to these people i had to talk to them yeah all of the that, that got me out of my shell in such a way where like now i'm introverted but i i can talk your ear off. you you can turn into that you can flip that switch in a way i know how to do it yeah and it's more of a choice yeah um and you know, I, I tell people all the time you walk you see me walking i got that resting bitch face i am shy inside i may walk confidently i don't want to talk whatever it is but as soon as someone engages me like the switch can come yeah. on right yeah but i guess and i'll ask you again maybe and i hate to repeat myself but for that person that doesn't have that food truck experience or sales experience that doesn't know how to formulate that stuff like what is it for them beyond just go out and do it so like basically like you're uninspired or like yeah, you, you don't yeah. have an idea like so, you don't know where to begin to okay. have these conversations and collaborations would you, you you would think of me as a creative person yes here's the here's the paradox of that yeah for most of my life i grew up thinking i was going to be in advertising mm -hmm. graduated school yeah. went into advertising so like i had been indoctrinated to think there are two people in this world yeah a creative and a account person, mm. business person, yeah. right? Like and left brain, right brain kind of thing. There was yeah. no blending of the two yeah. when I came into the work world, uh, the, the, uh, the working, the workforce, yeah. whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I knew that th that felt wrong to me, yeah. right? I was like, why can't I be creative and have some business acumen? acumen? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I fought against that and I, Bound myself to be creative when I developed my food shop. Yeah. When you when you're when you when you unchange yourself mm -hmm. to make your own decisions, mm -hmm. right? If I'm tasked with building a food truck that needs to make money, mm -hmm. 
I have to make decisions mm -hmm. that I think people will like, mm -hmm. right? So in a way, really to overcome that hurdle, put yourself in a situation that has purpose to you, that's true to you, that will force you to get there. It will pull it out of you. Right, and, right. and that's like staying true to myself. Like, how did I land in food truck? Yeah. I knew I loved food. So yeah, just where we left off, you were talking about your, your brother, uh, who's a train chef. What yeah. were you telling you? He, he told me once when I was younger that you just have, that you have a natural culinary sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, I, I took that as something meaningful. Yeah. And it was like, maybe something's there. Right, right, right. So like that is having an awareness, right? Yeah. Your eyes are open. Yeah, yeah. You're looking for the thing that will give you meaning. Right. And then you find a coincidence and you pay attention to it. Gotcha, gotcha. It, it I've heard you use that word a couple of times, coincidence, coincidence, coincidence. I, it's it's ha have your eyes open in life. Yeah. And if you notice things, tug that, tug yeah. that string a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's where you find yourself in places you've never imagined going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's sort of the dream project or gig for you? Like if you had to say, you know, unlimited resources, unlimited connections, network, what is that like? one gig job catering whatever it is what is that it is what i'm doing now. right now is give me all the resources i need to make it what i actually Just keep doing this what thing. i actually want it to be and let me let me develop it into a better thing right just right. let me get it better like i can i make it as good as like production quality as yeah. something on viceland or yeah, food yeah, network yeah i don't know i mean um it's the, the i want this show to be like the internet's I want my my YouTube channel to be like the Internet's Food Network. Right. It might not just be this one show. Yeah. The channel might be different shows. Yeah. I might steal comedians and cars with coffee, but yeah. apply it to YouTubers and yeah. cooking channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I might, you know, do an interview thing. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. I. But just I, to allow yourself to keep just innovating. It's freedom. Yeah. Right. I can't. I've never. I couldn't have been able to. Give, you, give myself the five-year plan to get here. Right. So I don't want to give myself a 10-year plan. I want the freedom to let the thing evolve. Right, 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 right. And, and to me, that's what creativity is. It's Ooh. knowing you have something, figuring out in today's world how to make it sustain you Yeah. so that you can push it further and yeah, evolve yeah. it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, for me, like I said it again, I want this thing to make money so it keeps growing. Right. You know what so I mean? It never runs if, out. If, if yeah. I don't ever make money from this, I can't do it forever. Yeah. But if it makes money, yeah. Then, then I know that I have a place. Right. There's right. A place right. for me to do right. this. Right. Um, do you put yourself? Do you put yourself in a in a time limit kind of way that this thing has to become self-sustainable? Did you say I need this to become at least making budget in this amount of time? Did you ever think about that? Well, yeah. I mean, I want it as soon as possible. I don't have a time frame, and I mean, I make money off of production for clients yeah. and um, I'm actually working with another YouTube channel who's yeah. hooking it up. So I'm actually like, you know, like for me, I pay, you know, I, I'm doing fine right now, yeah. but like I'm talking about the place where like if I need to get the Canon C200 yeah. as my main shooter, yeah. I just go get it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, you're not worried about the things that hold you back as a right. creator. Right. Because like I think what's important is starting out with nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have anything. I don't have professional photography equipment. Mm -hmm. I don't have uh, big fancy diffusers. Mm -hmm. I do what I got. Mm -hmm. And I do it all by myself mm -hmm. and with as little resources as I can. Yeah. When you can kill it with that, 
then like you sort of understand how yeah. the C200 can yeah. elevate what I'm doing, yeah. but not define what I'm doing. Exactly. And, and, and you so never want to get caught things. up in the gear too. Like I know I asked you about the gear itself, but I asked you because I, I already knew, right? Watching your channel and stuff. And I wanted you to kind of speak on, you know, that you can just modular, put pieces together and create something truly fantastic yeah. that has a profound impact that you don't have to get every brand to match. You don't have to get the flagship of this and the flagship of that. Like, just take the pieces you have to yeah. create to make, make dope shit. Yeah. And, and, and I can't stress just making it more. Like, I can't stress more. I can't stress it enough. Yeah. The idea of just doing it. Yeah. Because if you understood the amount I learned from the first video to the fifth video, yeah. And then how much I learned from the fifth video to the tenth video. It's like yeah. there's a this exponential curve of learning that you cannot predict. And it, very hard to quantify. It, it's I, I don't even know how to des describe it, but yeah. like my video now is not at all what it was. And it was only because I did it. Yeah. That I was able to get it to where it is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so cliche, everybody says it, but yeah. it's like the simple fact in life is our brain is really good at talking us at, at how to do anything that's uncomfortable. Right. And so by thinking too much about it, yeah. you're never going to do it. Yeah, 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 of course. It's like you're finding every reason not to. You, you will never do it yeah. if you rely on that. Yeah. And, and what I tell people is find just a run reason to do it, a powerful enough reason to do it, to fail, right? Yeah. And in like my case, like it was a desperation thing. It was like a, a thing I needed at that time. Mm. So... Is so, it therapy? Yes. Yeah. It's, and that's why I find a hard time like separating from it. It's because like, I do love it. So, but I don't want it to consume me. Yeah. I, I understand. I'm at a certain age in my life where yeah. I understand how it can consume you and yeah. what it can result in. Yeah. So I try and have as, as healthy of a balanced approach to it as I can. Mm -hmm. um, but it's hard because I love it. Yeah. Like, how do you say, is it just cooking without a camera? Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of a thing that I'm trying to figure out and I'm trying to find things outside of food and cameras entirely yeah, yeah. that I sort of, yeah. I, you know, I play golf. Yeah. I like to play golf. That's like six hours of doing this one thing in a yeah. beautiful environment yeah. with people you enjoy that has a competitive tinge to it. It's, a, it's there's an athletic aspect mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. um, and there's clear goals. Mm -hmm. You're trying to be better than you were last time. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, that's good, but, like, you know, you can't do that all year, mm -hmm. and it's expensive. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to find just things you can do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that give what give me what I want. For sure, for sure. That have some sort of tie-in back to helping me and yeah, show, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but I just, I, I find it nowadays, like, you have to be known for something. Like, branding is like the personal branding. Don't call it branding. That's like a, that's like an ugly word. Like I think buzzy, very like it's buzzy. buzzy. Yeah, yeah. Just be known as someone yeah. that has mm. a thing about them mm. that people know him as, yeah. know him or her as, yeah. or you know, like that 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 gives you meaning and yeah, yeah. gives you purpose. Yeah. And it's and for me, like what I what I kind of attribute it as. What have you left for the people behind you, beside you, long after you're gone? Like immortality. We talk about immortality in this, you know, very finite world where things, nothing is forever. So what have you given back? 
have put so, in that you've garnered so much. Yeah, I mean, like at this point, I'm at 50 videos. Yeah. About 50 videos. Even even if I stop now, which I won't. The idea that this catalog of a half of a year is there, yeah, will live online forever. Yeah. For my kids, their kids, yeah. and like the, generations later, will know who I am. Yeah. And like understand this person. Yeah. Um, that is pretty. That's pretty cool. It's transcendent, transcendent in a way. Yeah. Right. And like you have no idea what sort of impact you will have on people years down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, but I think YouTube is, I think the world that we're living in right now is incredibly uh, exciting. Yeah. As contradictory as that might sound to a lot of the things you hear about the news, um, there's never been a time like this where someone like you or me can literally say like, I don't need anybody else. Yeah. Like, I don't need a middleman. I don't need a gatekeeper. You can make your own livelihood in your bedroom. Yeah. Like, that hasn't existed in modern time for a long, long time. It wasn't available. So why the democratization of creativity and creative technologies? Like, it's at its peak right now. It's only getting higher, too. And there's an infrastructure now. Yeah. Like, 10 years ago, it really was crazy to say, like, I'm going to have a YouTube show. Yeah. And, like, that was going to be my thing. Yeah. But now, if you know anything about the world, like it's not. And there's like a way to do it. Companies are figuring out ways to pay people like us in a more substantial way for what we do. Mm -hmm. And and so like I've never been more optimistic for like the viability of this mm -hmm. um, than you know almost anything I've ever done. Hundred percent. I I feel I feel really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel at home. Awesome. In a way. Awesome. I can't wait to see this, by the way. Dude, so you've literally replaced the video I was going to publish this week. That's one thing. But I'm going to make this one long form, just edit conversation. So it's oh, fun. Um, so exciting because, like, what I want to know is how many people feel something from hearing this. I've never had a conversation like this. Yeah. With a camera rolling. Yeah. This is how I speak. Yeah. When I'm talking to a friend and it's like a weeknight or whatever. That's what I want to do. I want to give in a way where I can leverage my, what I think are communication skills to shine a light on other creatives so that they may share their stories and their hardships. See, I think you need to make that more of a focus on your channel because yeah. just talking to you, I, I am like a, I watch a lot of interview shows. Yeah. Hot ones. Stephen Colbert, uh, all of these late night ones, and interviewing to me is a skill I find interesting. Mm -hmm. It's something I kind of wish, I, I, I hope to kind of get better at. Mm -hmm. um, but if a good interviewer asking the right questions, pulling out the right answers, mm -hmm. is a is a, not an easy thing. And so like... That's terrifying. I'd actually us. like to see more of what you do because you're... You're finding a way to interview me in a way that makes me feel comfortable and actually um, it's pulling things out of me mm -hmm. that are va they're value added things that like, you know, I've never had done an interview like this. I appreciate, so, like, it. I appreciate I've it. never felt like even for me, it feels good to express myself in a way that yeah. I feel safe. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? And it's not like the gotcha question. It's not for like, exactly. I need to get 5,000 likes. You so almost I know what I'm going to say. In a way. Yeah. It's and weird. You're, you're reverse way. engineering yeah. the question yeah. to get me to say the thing I know will be good value yeah. for your channel. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I 
really listen and then I'll pick up words and sometimes I interrupt but it's like oh I want to know more about that like I, I want you to go down that rabbit hole that right, right, right. for better or for worse whatever it is and, you, and you'll, you'll what, what's nice uh, I notice is you'll you'll pivot yeah, which is like you're not sticking to any script oh, no. or anything. No, for sure. It's and, and I'm glad you mentioned pivot segue. Uh, you're a Giants fan. Before I go to the Giants, I want to talk like sports in general. What are the sports you follow? Is it just football or? So I was. What's number one? I'm all in on football at this point. Football number one. Okay. I. Nothing. Definitely. Nothing else. Perfect. I, Love it. I, I I don't like the idea of the time commitment. Yeah. That some of these other sports have. Yep. I can't keep up. I can't keep up with. 60 teams and yeah, yeah. 120 games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Football is so manageable. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, it, there's 16 teams. Yeah. You've always been a Giants fan? Yeah. Growing up a Giants fan, family's a Giants fan, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and... Like, have they had an effect on your life beyond just being a sports team in that way? Like, so, there's something about the Giants. They're like, if you're a Giants fan, I guess this is bias, and anyone who's not a Giants fan won't agree with me. I'm but, a I'm an Eagles fan, so let's like, let's do this. So like, as opposed to the Eagles, the, like the Giants are like the classiest team in football. Okay. Right? So like, that's the thing. As a Giants fan, you you, you pride in. Like, yeah. These guys do it right, and yeah. And as of late, the Giants is except when they need to sign, except when they need to re-sign the best wide receiver in the, the NFL. The classiness has been on a, a sort of a downfall, but nonetheless. I've always aspired to, I've always loved that about them. Like, yeah. like they didn't like kind of bullshit actors in the yeah, locker room. Yeah. Like, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, there was a character to the Giants that I think inspired me. Like, just character in general, I was always big on. And yeah. to have a team full of, like, these big, brooding, talented, yeah. athletic, like, sort of juggernauts. Yeah. And then to have them be refined in yeah. a way so that, yeah. like, none of them wanted to be like the showstopper or have all the attention mm. and like they work together to favorite Giants to player all time all time you gotta pick one um Eli Manning Eli Manning okay so why no, yeah tell me why please <laughs> tell me why I love Eli Manning because so many people hate on him so much mm -hmm. and they look at him and they say he looks like a doofus or he looks weak or whatever and it's like it's almost like I know Eli loves it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know he's sitting there being like, yeah, please keep shit talking to me. Hate me about now. About my look. Yeah. About hate how me I now. look. Yeah. Because, like, you will then watch me struggle in the beginning of 2008. Yeah. And, and then slowly go on a run while one team is just killing it. They're the best team ever. Greatest, 19 and 0. The greatest team to ever <laughs> live. And then all of a sudden, like, character shows up yeah right yeah. and like you can see the impact that being someone or a team that is prides itself on its character yeah where it can get you yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what i love what's your favorite championship then of that run the first one or the second one the first one i mean uh the second one was amazing because you're i'm like is this really deja vu like yeah, yeah, could yeah. it really be happening almost so soon exactly the same way it yeah. happened four years ago yeah but you didn't. I bet on. I bet I put fifty dollars on the Giants winning in two thousand eight. Yeah. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Not thinking they would. Yeah. So we were going up against the greatest team that ever lived in history at that point. Yeah. And we beat them in stunning fashion. Yeah. And like 
Like, not unlike what happened a few months in, ago. <laughs> impossible fashion. Yeah. And, and, and then you guys literally did the same thing, which is crazy. Yeah. I um, like how you say you guys appointed to me on behalf of the Eagles. As an ambassador to the Philadelphia Eagles, well, similar I'm, story. Not another cooking show is the unofficial cooking show sponsor oh, of the New York Times. Yeah, fantastic. You heard it here first. <laughs> so just so you guys know that. Um, but... But yeah, that first win, man. Yeah. I went to I went to college in Fairfield University. Yeah. Two thousand eight was our senior year. Yeah. The dynamic in that school was about fifty percent was from the tri-state area: yeah. Jersey, Lower Connecticut, right, 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 right. Um, Pennsylvania, whatever. The other half was Northern Connecticut, Boston, Rhode Island, yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah. You know, New England, and and so like the first sophomore year, Boston beat Yankees in the in the World Series. Basically, a riot ensued. Mm -hmm. Then, to, as payback for that, four years later, we got to beat like I didn't even care about baseball then. We got to beat Tom Brady yeah. of all people. Yeah, uh, glorified Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady and, has never beaten the Eli, Eli Manning, Manning Giants. And he has never beaten the Eli Manning Giants. And he held, holds up the Super Bowl trophy. Eli Manning with that stupid face. And now, whenever I get, whenever I get a comment or something, um, somebody will like talk shit about the Giants. Yeah. I use the, I, I, I have the GIF on Facebook where it's Eli, and it's just two Super Bowl rings come over his glasses, and it's just get over. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like so awesome. So let me ask you, and I'll wrap it up around this. But what do you have to say to Jets fans? I, I mean, I've got love for the Jets, but okay. like, it's just not at the the level. So you don't have that animosity. I no no no. I don't hate the Jets. I'm okay. not one of those guys. Okay. I'm just like not uh, up on everything Jets. Right right right. Okay. Uh, like if I'm watching a Jets game, yeah. I'm rooting for them. Okay. They're New Yorkers. Like yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I don't understand. Kind of like YouTube. You can exist. I can exist. We can all get a lot yeah. until the Super Bowl. But like you know, you know, we don't even really play each other. No. So yeah. um, I don't get it really. Yeah. Uh, but I will shit talk if if there's a Jets fan, maybe. Yeah. It depends. If you're shit talking other football teams, like what's your go-to insults in terms of? Are you going to their mother? Are you going to their upbringing? Are you going I, to their honestly, stupid as, face? As like, what, Giants are you, fan, what are you going to? I cannot insult people as a Giants fan. What? I, <laughs> Come on. Honestly, like, it, it depends. Like, all of my insults, cards, yep. ran out like a, a year or two after we won the Super Bowl. That's and it. Then, and then now it's like you have no, you have no pedestal to stand I'm on. I'm taking this as advice. So now that you've won them, you're just yeah. like, I'm, I'm done. Enjoy this year. Enjoy next year. That's it. And then you will be forgotten. Okay. Okay. Your team uh, will fall apart. <laughs> okay. And then you will have a dark. Despite us having years. two starting QBs. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. We'll see. <laughs> Steve, honestly, brother, I want to thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, man. It was uh, you know, months ago, you get, you left that feedback on that Reddit thread. It resonated with me. And I told myself, and you even extended the invite, like, hey, if you're ever in town, let's meet up. And I, I, I mentioned it in a joke. And I, when I found out that I'm coming to New York, I'm like, okay, I got to reach out to this guy. So thank you for having this oh, conversation. Man. It was an absolute pleasure. You're amazing. Um, I enjoy talking to you, and I'm super excited to see what you do. For sure, for sure. And this is definitely not the last time. Uh, for people that don't know, not another cooking show. You have to watch it. Whether you're into cooking, not into cooking, you have to watch and subscribe to the channel. 
And please, it's one of those few channels you need to turn on notifications. And it will change your life in more ways what than you, you imagine. Absolutely. Thank you again, man. Thanks, Have a buddy. good one. Awesome. Have a good one. If you made it to this part of the show, thank you so much for showing that support. The Risky Fox podcast is a monthly show where we talk about technology, business, and culture. If you really enjoyed what you listened to today, make sure to rate us on iTunes and leave a comment, and as well, share it with your friends. Again, this is Gadget. Thank you all for joining in. And Boyan, who's somewhere in Macedonia at the moment, see you soon, maybe?